This week on Trailblazers, we talked to Jill Pollard. She's the CCO, founder, and publisher of The Herb Life, a media company that celebrates the feminine cannabis experience. We called her in Vancouver to discuss the transition from digital to print, how legalization has affected the herb life, and the importance of bringing women into the industry. Thanks so much to Jill for coming on the show, and this is Trailblazers. So The Herb Life started as your personal blog. Um, What made you want to start that in the first place? Oh, yeah. Well, I was working in in communications in the legal cannabis space. And I was, you know, writing a lot of sort of investor related pieces or um, very sort of restricted content that was all very Health Canada compliant. And I just kind of hit a wall and needed like a a little bit more of a creative outlet. And, uh, And also, I kept meeting all of these women who were doing really cool, innovative, new things. And I really wanted to just kind of fangirl about them. So so I built a website to do that. That's awesome. (laughs) So congrats on the launch of issue two, by the way. Um, Thank you. Was the choice to turn the Herblife into a business and expand it into print a natural progression? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it, you know, going to print definitely came about a lot sooner than I probably would have done it otherwise. And this is just because, you know, the the Trudeau government announced that they were going to legalize, um, you know, and they sort of gave this this time frame that was, you know, the, the summer to fall of 2018. And it was January of 2018. And I thought, oh, that's coming up really quickly. Yeah. I need to... I mean, frankly, I needed to find a way to kind of claim a spot. Yeah. And so I, I thought, well, you know, let's make a commemorative print issue and uh, really celebrate all the women who have worked so hard to get us where we are today. That's awesome. What has the recession been like so far? Uh, so far, really positive. I mean, people are so generous and lovely that, like, knock on wood, that continues. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really feel overwhelmingly excited and uh kind of full of gratitude like I really feel very very lucky yeah 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 (laughs) so what I love about the herb life is how you guys include so many different types of stories um why did you leave it open instead of focusing on one topic like business or lifestyle Oh, uh, I would have gotten bored really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really wanted to keep it interesting. And, you know, in the same way that I realized really early on that if I was the only person who was contributing to it, it would get boring. You know, like right. one person's perspective is only so interesting for so long. Um, you know, and I thought, well, I can't, I can't create a platform that's going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. But the closest I can do is try to present varied opinions and perspectives. And in order to do that, we're going to have to go out and ask people to share with us. So up until this point, all we've seen from the industry are these pictures of like hypersexualized weed babes. And I love how you guys are. Yeah. How you guys are kind of working against that. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay. So part of that was in the fact that you know, when I look around, you know, the internet or maybe some other publications, um, I never saw myself. Yeah. And, 
you know, like I'm, I'm in my thirties, I have kids, I'm, uh, you know, professional. And uh, at the same time, I love cannabis so much (laughs) and I have for so long. And I just thought, well, how is this possible? Like, this is very much something that's really, really firmly integrated into my life. How am I not being represented? Maybe, maybe nobody's just thought of that you know mm-hmm. um and then I thought and I can't possibly be a unique person in that sense if I feel that way I know there are other women and men who feel yeah. that way right um yeah. so you guys existed before legalization um how mm-hmm. did October 17th affect the herb life um it made it I mean so around that time we were looking to start monetizing in a more sort of concentrated effort mm-hmm. um, and so it kind of actually made it a little more difficult just mm-hmm. because the cannabis act lays out some fairly strict uh, marketing regulations yeah. which can make it really difficult to to sell ads um, but other than that, not not a lot has changed oh, for yeah. us. We're still telling the same stories. We're still talking to the same people. If anything, we're actually kind of talking to more people because we ran up against that challenge. It made us sort of widen our scope right. and start looking beyond Canadian borders for, mm-hmm. for people to collaborate with. Yeah. Where do you want to take the brand in the future? You said that you started a podcast through the Herb Life. Um, are there any more things like that on the horizon? Yeah. So it turns out, I think podcasting is super, super fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to do a lot of that. Um, So we really want to, you know, create a few more shows this year. We'd love to keep doing print. Um, Eventually as well, our plan is to start dipping our toes into video. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, really, what I kind of want to do is build like a multimedia Let's go ahead and call it an empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was looking online and the Herb Life is like the female buzzfeed of weed. And I, I really love that. Um, I'm so glad you yeah. said that. That is one of our inspirations. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what so, about you personally? You work on Hi Friends. Um, are there any more business endeavors coming down the road for you? Yeah. So High Friends is unique in that it's nothing, like it's not an herb life project. That's really something that my co-host and co-founder Rachel Colick and I dreamt up um, because we were, you know, such good friends who were talking all the time and we were having these conversations sort of, you know, in the weekly about just, you know, other people we were meeting or challenges we were facing or, you know, successes we were enjoying and we thought we were pretty funny, so <laughs> we were like, let's record ourselves and yeah. see how that goes. Um, and High Friends has just been such a joy to do. Yeah. Uh, but because it's not a Herb Life thing, I thought, well, I'd really like to incorporate this into the Herb Life family. Uh, so, so that's how our new show, Sessions, came yeah. about. And, um, and then we have another one called The Mental Health Booster, which is like a very short five minutes guided meditations yeah yeah and if we can keep doing stuff like that that's sort of varied and fun and hopefully brings some value to people then I'm pretty pleased yeah exactly hey um so congrats on winning cannabis leader of the year from notable life um thank you yeah what was that like um I have never won anything before (laughs) so it was pretty fantastic I think um yeah, I was I was blown away and pleased. And I mean, you know, 
the sort of super shy, anxious part of me is, you know, a little like, oh my goodness, how, you know, how did that happen? And, and, um, but the, the other part of me that realizes that it was voter driven is just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just like full of love. <laughs> yeah, hey. So you mentioned being a mom. Is the mm-hmm. stigma around being a mom and using or working in cannabis changing? It is. It is changing. Absolutely. So, I mean, in early days, like back in 2013 or 2014, I probably wouldn't have spoken very openly about my job in some circles. Uh, Now, like now, I think the PTA moms probably roll their eyes when I come because I can't stop talking about it. Um, But it's it's good. I mean, we're not getting I'm not getting those sort of like cautious, curious looks from from uh, school officials or daycare workers anymore. And people are so curious and yeah. they, they want to be able to ask questions. And I love that. Was it hard breaking into the industry as a woman? Like business itself is notorious for being male driven. Cannabis is notorious for being male driven. And you kind of got into the intersection of both of those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I had a really great first boss in cannabis. So uh, Renee Gagno, who founded Thunderbird Biomedical, which is now called Emerald Health, brought me on really, really early. I think I was like employee number five or six. (laughs) And it was such a small team that for so long, it was such a small team that it felt like it felt like a really easy transition in. And Renee was really great about including me in you know, all kinds of meetings um, or events and trips. Like she really went out of her way to make sure that I wasn't just, um, you know, I wasn't uninformed about things and I was meeting the right people. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. Jumping off of that, what advice do you have to other women who might want to get into the industry? Ah, let's see, just do it. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, There's so much, there's so many spaces here that can be filled by women. Uh, Anything that you do outside of the industry, those skills can be applied to cannabis as well. And as this industry is growing and becoming something that's so lucrative, we really are seeing a lot more men join and it's starting to drive down the numbers of female executives. So while there's nothing wrong, while there's nothing wrong with men, they're great. I love them. I really, really would love to see more female leaders. So if you have an idea for a cannabis company or product, if you are a content creator, or if you anything, if you want to work in cannabis, please come and do it and don't be shy. And um, one of the easiest and best ways to go about getting started is by going to events. So throughout Canada, there are tons of networking events. And I highly recommend you check them out. Awesome. So how has your relationship to cannabis change moving from recreational to professional or what have you? Uh, you know, I, f- I feel like when in the beginning, I always thought that I just used cannabis recreationally. I thought it was something I did because I just liked it. It made me feel good. Uh, but working through this industry and uh, particularly working with physicians and patients, I came to realize that really what I do is use it therapeutically. And uh, then I went to see a doctor. I get these incredible migraines and I have um, 
I, I'm a very anxious, nervous person yeah. as well. And, and uh, so my doctor was like, well, you're a prime candidate then. This is not something that you're just doing for fun. This yeah. is something you're doing to take care of yourself. And you have to flip that narrative in your head. And he was right. Yeah. And since then, I just, I've sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say that I didn't do this before, but I've really stepped into owning how this plant integrates into my life. Yeah. So, so much has happened since legalization. What's the future of the industry? Oh my gosh. I think it's just going to get bigger and better. And we're going to see all of these incredible new innovative products. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens with edibles and infusions and which products really begin to gain in popularity. I'm excited to see what consumers want. You know, we know what we kind of think they want, but when when people are actually able to vote with their dollars, yeah. I cannot wait to see. So this is kind of a stupid question, but what do women bring to this industry? <laughs> that is not a stupid question. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, lots of things. I mean, they bring compassion. They bring uh, knowledge. A lot of times, very, very deep-rooted knowledge. Where I live on Vancouver Island, there are you know hundreds of women who have been cultivating or baking infusions or making topicals for for years and years and in some cases for generations in their families and that kind of information is really really valuable and then further to that we have statistical data that shows that companies with balanced boards and leadership teams, and when I say balanced, I mean uh, balanced in terms of gender, tend to outperform companies that have, you know, boards and leadership teams made up of just men. Mm -hmm. So if we look at that alone, women bring incredible value. It would be a very smart move Mm -hmm. to put more women on your executive team. Yeah. So I know a lot of women are eager to share their experiences and stories. Um, Are you guys always taking submissions? Always taking submissions. Absolutely. I, they are my favorite thing. I absolutely love when people send in things that are written more as like a, an essay or, you know, a flow of consciousness. Those are the things that seem to resonate the most. And they are so special to read and to share um, because other readers find them so relatable. They can see themselves in it. and It sort of validates their own Uh, vision of cannabis right thanks so much for talking with me oh anytime thanks again to jill for talking with us you can find more of the herb life on their website theherblifestyle.com or on social media their handle is the underscore herb life i want to take a second to thank everyone for all of their support throughout the season whether you just listened to one episode or all 10 the fact that you listened in the first place means the world Regardless, let us know what you thought of this series on our social media, at Trailblazers Pod. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and this was Trailblazers.